Welcome to Marketing Tips for Translators, a podcast with marketing and business tips and strategy specifically for freelance translators and interpreters. I'm your host, Tess Witte, a longtime freelance translator with an education and professional background in marketing. Tune in to hear tips from my own experience or from other translators and industry experts. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Are you still using your inbox to manage your translation jobs? Or are you still doing all of your accounting from Excel? Or manually creating all your financial reports? Let me tell you about another way. LSP Expert is a client management, project management, and accounting tool for translators. It's developed by translators and it's for translators. You can create and send quotes, manage your rates and services for each client, manage projects and send invoices all from one place. This tool automatically creates financial reports for you so you'll always know the health of your business. This is one of my favorite features. Ready to stop wasting time on admin and start spending more time on translating? Then I recommend you... check out LSP Expert. You can try it for free for 30 days. Just type lsp.expert in your preferred browser and use the code TESS15 for a 15% discount on a new yearly subscription after you've tried it out. That's TESS15, T-E-S-S-15. Take control of your translation business admin today and go check out lsp.expert. Hello and welcome to the first episode of this year's Ask Me Anything series. I do these every once in a while and I love your questions, so thank you to all who have submitted questions for Ask Me Anything. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to nurture customer relationships And the question comes from Nicholas. He says, after a first quote and a first project, a new business relationship is born, but what can I do to nurture this relationship and make sure I have fulfilled and will fulfill my new customer's needs and requirements? This is such a great question. So I'm going to divide it up into two categories. The first one is for agency clients and the second one is for direct clients. Now, they are overlapping, but there are some specific differences. So that's why I divide it up. So for agency clients, the most important factor is, of course, quality. Make sure you do what is needed to provide the best possible translation or product or service If you're balancing deadline and quality, quality should come first. And you can always negotiate the deadline, usually. That said, when you have a deadline, deadlines are also crucial. It is inevitable that at some point you will have deadline problems if you have a steady business. You must deal with these situations immediately and professionally. Offer solutions and negotiate and before you deliver the translation 
review the instructions in the email or if you receive them as a separate document or if it's online. Review them to make sure that you have provided what the customer expects and that you have followed all the instructions. This is easy to forget, but it's also important. And then, of course, regular customer service tips. Be courteous, uh, polite, and answer inquiries as quickly as possible. I'm not saying that you always have to have email open and, and respond as soon as you get an email. That is very disruptive to your quality focus translation time. But... Um, Perhaps if you do use the Pomodoro technique, uh, when you take a break, take an email break too, and then uh, continue with your focused work. So I check emails every other hour or every third hour or something like that. Then confirm receipt of all the communication and be available more often than you're not. So be easy to contact. Now, I've recently discovered that some of my um, client emails ended up in spam. So one tip here is to check your spam folder regularly so not all, any important email end up there that you don't respond to because it's so, so important to re respond as soon as possible. And when I say be more available than not, uh, just make sure that the clients that you uh, prefer and focus on uh, that you can be available. If you've turned a project down maybe or, or an offer down maybe three times or two times, make sure that you're available for the third time and find ways to uh, juggle this. Now I have some tips also before you accept a, top, uh, a job. And this is basically good practice to protect yourself and your business. So you have found some agencies that you want to work for and they are offering you a job. Make sure that you get off to a good start by following some of these tips. Now, I know that some of them might seem self-evident, but they may be overlooked when you're in a hurry. I know from my own experience. So it's good to repeat them in order to make both the agency happy and to be able to do a good job to enjoy the work, and most importantly, protect yourself and your business. So first of all, make sure that you're comfortable with the subject matter, look at the document, read through it, and make sure that you can do a good job. Then estimate the time you will need and compare it to the deadline. Don't accept the job if you might not be able to make the deadline. I have noticed that if a client really likes me and wants me to do uh, the job, the deadline can be negotiable. I, if I say, I'm sorry, I am fully booked until then and then, um, if the, there's flexibility with the deadline, I can start then and finish then. If not, then uh, I can give you a referral. Then check that the file opens and is the correct one and then confirm good receipt. Then always make sure that you get a purchase order or a work order with some payment terms. Sometimes you don't receive one and the client has come back to either cancel the job, provide really good rates, 
the word count or deadline is different or something like that. So always save all the written deed details. It's preferable to get a formal purchase order, but if not, make sure that the client confirms your summary of the word count, the deadline, and the payment terms and the rate in, in an email. Discuss any payment issues before you accept the job and establish the word count, the time frame, the capacity, the format, the pricing, and other details before you start on the job. Clarify any expectations regarding deliverables and how to deal with questions. Now move, let's move over to during the translation. Here are some tips on how to establish a good foundation for your working relationship during the translation. This is a little bit repetitive, but it's so important. Read the instructions and follow them closely. Review the files when you receive them, even if you don't plan to begin working on them for a few days. This is something I forget sometimes, and I have to make sure that I do that, because sometimes there's something, some issue with the file or something like that. Keep the deadline. If for some unforeseen reason you can't make the deadline, notify the agency in advance so they can arrange a substitute. Don't send any incomplete or unfinished translations, only finalized and checked files. So uh, try to save some time for questions before you have to deliver. Then Try to develop your own quality assurance procedure for terminology research, proofreading, spell checking, etc. We all work in different ways. I have my process and you uh, can have a different one, but make sure that you have one and you follow your own steps. If you have any questions on the file or anything like that, don't embed it in the translation unless your customer has asked you to do so. Put them in a separate file or in an email message and be as clear as possible and provide as many details as possible. Now I wanna give some tips for direct clients. 86% of the customers would pay more for a better customer service. This statistic may or may not come as a surprise for you, particularly when we turn more and more into digital channels to automate everything. So here are some general customer service tips for you. There are simple methods that you can use to foster meaningful relationships and turn them into um, revenue generators. First of all, the more you know about a customer, the more successful you will be able to be and, and the, more, the better you can develop meaningful relationships with them. So gather as much as information as possible about your customers or potential customers so that you can create a detailed profile of your customers' needs, preferences, and key characteristics. This is often referred to as a customer persona. I train this and I teach this in my courses that you should develop it even before, uh, because, before you start working with people, but you can look at your current customers um, as a guideline. But then it makes the marketing easier and the customer service easier. So 
this usually includes information on demographics, behavior patterns, motivations, challenges, etc. Then, if you analyze your your current customer, you can get deep uh, a deep understanding of of the buying habits and their lifestyles and their needs and their issues. And this will allow you to predict future buying behaviors and cater to them accordingly with more targeted, structured marketing materials. So how can we otherwise use customer service? Send Another tip is to send personal, personalized and relevant emails. Emails is the single most powerful channel that you can use to communicate with and engage your customers. This is a direct and personal channel and you can foster a sense of customer loyalty and nurture relationships quickly and easily than on digital channels. So if a customer has consented to giving you their email address, they have already been exposed to your brand and are willing to receive correspondence from you and have possibly even already purchased from you. This is important. In order to sustain your business, uh, you need to encourage repeat purchases, of course. It's uh, six to seven times less expensive to sell to an existing customer than it is to get a new one. So you can send personalized emails to your customers. You will be able to demonstrate your brand's investment in their unique needs and interests. So, for example, if I take my own situation, I uh, add my most important customers to an email list and then I send personalized messages about once a quarter. And in these, I send out any updates on any training I have, any vacation I'm taking, and also recent projects that I have done without revealing any confidential information, of course, in case they have similar needs. And most of my customers do get back to me and, and appreciate this. Just a sl- update. And you, other things that you can send to your customers are if you find an article that you think is very relevant to their business, uh, then you can forward it to them and etc. And this is also very, very... Um, easy to do and not only by email but you can also send postcards or thank you cards or greetings so for example you can send a written card to thank for a big project and uh, you can send holiday greetings or vacation greetings or you can send a card to them well basically when you've f- finished a job and you're grateful for them a personal greeting by snail mail can do all the difference so use sna- both snail mail and email to your advantage to nurture your customer relationships and without being salesy just helpful and thankful and informative The third tip I have is to be social. Social media is the preferred channel for communicating and connecting. And uh, now, according to a survey by J. Day Power, 67% of consumers have used a company's social media channel for customer service. 
So you could you could do this, but I use social not for customer service necessarily. That I do as a more personal touch. But uh, you shouldn't just use it for building brand visibility. Uh, you can use it to follow your customers, you um, and and the companies, and you can use to connect with them. You can use to send useful resources, etc. And um, if you are connected to them on social media and you do receive any messages, make sure you also respond quickly to them there. So you can adopt both a proactive and reactive approach to managing your social media and nurture your online communities. You can do this by responding to any query uh, questions and brand mentions as quickly as possible and try to provide the best possible solution if you receive any questions. And the fourth tips is um, to aim to retain. Besides an exceptional service, uh, there are also other ways that you can um, improve your retention rates with. So retain means to keep the customers. So Social customer service will help, as will targeted emails, like I said. But the real important uh, tip is execution. So you can send gifts, handwritten notes, give praise, um, do the quarterly updates by email that I gave an example of, uh, writing about your availability, recent projects, etc., You can also send handwritten notes uh, after they pay for the first project. It gives a more personal relationship uh, and a thank you card. So nurturing your customer relationships, that's very important these days. The customer experience and customer satisfaction are two variables that can make or break a freelance business. So if I hope you found these tips helpful and I hope this answers your question what to do to nurture the relationship after they have purchased so make sure you provide the highest quality and make sure that you protect yourself and follow instructions etc when you do a job but afterwards you can nurture a client by sending handwritten notes by sending regular emails by sending useful information Uh, by referring uh, them or referring others to them if you can, by writing a testimonial on LinkedIn, etc. But most of all, make sure that while you're working with them, that you provide the best possible service, that you respond on time, that you are polite, etc. So I hope this helps because... Our current clients usually um, give us the most business instead of trying to find new. It's easier to maintain our current customer base than finding new ones. So thank you for listening. I hope you found some valuable insights here. We would love to to hear from you or I would like love to hear from you do you have any customer nurturing tips your comments in the show notes uh, would be very much appreciated you can email us or email me or comment in the show notes 
So this is Ask Me episode number one. Ask Me Anything episode number one. Um, and once this gets published, I will also give you the, the episode number. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. You can leave me a review. I have a video in the show notes. Uh, and you can share the episode with anyone else that might benefit from it. And to find these episodes, just go to the search field and write and type in Ask Me Anything or AMA. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Marketing Tips for Translators. I hope you found some good tips to apply to your freelance career. If you did, a great way to show this is by leaving a review on your favorite podcast listening app or to share the episode with other colleagues. Do you have a topic, question, or a guest you would like to hear about here? Send me an email to podcast at marketingtipsfortranslators.com.